Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got fabulous shows lined up for you today. Wow, just when you think it can't get better, it does. And boy, whoever came up with that idea that it can't get better anyway? It's a good question. I don't know. Who's like, that's not on this show. Who made that up? Can't get better. That's almost like saying never. Ouch. Ouch. Boo. Uh, Ouch. (laughs) Hey, I'm joined by Mr. Benny Mathers. Hello, Mr. B. Hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. We're going to pull a card. Okay. You know why? Why? We have Cheryl Richardson in the house. Ah, I knew it. Bam! That's what we're talking about. (laughs) I said to Cheryl uh, just a few minutes ago, and I'm going to formally introduce her, but I said to her, oh my gosh, you know, the timing of her latest book, um, it's just perfect. And maybe it's for me. Maybe, you know, well, of course it is. So you get the book, and then you look at it, and you think, oh my gosh, I really need to change a few things in my life. And so we're going to be talking with Cheryl about the art of extreme self-care. Transform your life one month at a time. And I love it that it is extreme self-care. Because I, I don't know about you, Benny, but I've I've dabbled. I've d- dabbled in self-careness. Ah, and I think there is such a thing as dabbling. Maybe a little more than just dabbling. Da- well, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm a dabbler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the self-care thing is something that I definitely would love to learn a lot about. And in reading her book, I have already. So let's kick this show off. We've got Cheryl uh, joining us here today, Cheryl Richardson. And then our buddy Paul McCormick is joining us. So let's do the thing we do. I'm getting it. Sorry. You went a little faster than I thought. Okay. Should gotcha I slow now. down? No, no. I don't want to slur my words. Please don't. No, that's not. <laughs> Might come off being a little bit Jack Daniels this morning. Oh, my God. That's Jack Daniels this morning. That's so my 20s. So not not me now. That was so not that long ago. That was so totally long ago. And tell me about it. The, in them days, I couldn't even say the word <laughs> self-care, let alone extreme self-care. Okay. <laughs> I am prosperous in all areas of my life. Mm. The key word is all. Mm-hmm. All areas of my life. Wonderful things are in your life right now. Practice noticing them when you turn your thoughts to the abundance you already have. You dissolve scarcity and draw more good things to you. Remind yourself daily of your blessings. Well, I have to tell you, I I am reminded today of my blessings because I looked at the lineup for today and the schedule that we have on radio. And I thought to myself, okay, this is really living, living, living amazingly. I get to talk to some really, really cool people, people that have said yes to a life of service. That's what Cheryl has done in so many ways, in my opinion, helping people globally, you know, looking at some of the things that most of us think about doing and quite don't get there. But there is always a story behind uh, who we are and what we do. 
and what the messages are. And so today, I'm so thrilled to introduce you again to this best-selling author, Cheryl Richardson. Today, we're going to talk about the art of extreme self-care. We actually have five copies of the book to be given away during the show today. I'm so thrilled and honored to have her join us. Uh, many of you are extremely familiar with who she is because she is uh, the author of more than one best-selling book. We know what it's like when we get to participate in any of her coaching programs. She was the first president of the International Coach Federation and holds one of their first master certified coach credentials. Best-selling author, motivational book award for life makeovers. And, uh, you know, basically, when we take a look at Cheryl, and how she continues to be of service for so many people, whether that is professionally speaking at Fortune 500 companies or being on Oprah or being on CBS or simply being Cheryl Richardson. It is about the many, many things that she represents in her work. So today we're thrilled to have her on the show and we're thrilled to be talking with her about the importance of the art of extreme self-care. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat show. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me, and thank you for such a lovely introduction. I really appreciate that. Well, it's so wonderful to have you back on the show, and uh, a couple of couple of things I hope we get to talk about today. Uh, one of them in particular is, um, you know, your journey along the way. You know, some of the things that you've discovered along the way where you know, you've had to be able to say to yourself, oh, my goodness, this is really a, a crossroads in my life. And I'm in that crossroads now, and I have to make a decision. Do I go this way or do I go another way? Is this the path of least resistance or is this the higher road? And I wanted to ask you, can you reflect on points in time in your life where you've been faced with those those particular crossroads? Well, you know, it's funny that you would start with that question because as I was listening to you talk about self-care mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the show, I, I was thinking about what is it that brings us to finally listen to the voice inside of us that, you know, a lot of times throughout our lives has us think about, oh, you know, I really should work less or I really should do something with this house so it feels more comfortable or I really should address the fact that my marriage doesn't quite feel like it's working. I feel lonely in this relationship with my partner or... I really ought to do something about my financial health because I can't stand the pressure. You know, I was thinking, what is it that brings us to that point? Because, you know, for so long, my very first book book was called Take Time for Your Life, and I can't tell you how many, probably thousands of people over the years have said to me, you know what, I'd love to read that book, but I just don't have time. And my response was always, that's okay. When the time's right, you'll know it. And usually that time is right when something significant happens in our lives and where in some ways or another, forced to actually take the the notion of self-care a little more seriously than we have up to that point. Now, that's an unfortunate reality because if we could start practicing self-care now before a crisis hits, we can actually avoid a lot of crises. And uh, when I look back, when I go back to the earlier years of my life, I think for me, as is for a lot of people, that a lot of my initial knocks or, you know, the wake-up calls that were to be if I paid attention came in the form of relationships. Mm. A lot of the relationships, the men that I was involved with growing up, the relationships weren't what I had hoped they would be. And, you know, I'd go through the heartache that everybody goes through when a relationship ends and 
you know, it wasn't until fortunately early in my life, my mid-20s, when I realized, okay, the common denominator in these relationships that aren't working is me. And so maybe I need to look at what it is I'm bringing to the, the table here that's causing these relationships to not work. And that, so it was the end of a significant relationship in my life. I was engaged to be married at the time, and it was clear to me this relationship needed to end, and it was very terrifying for me to end it. I had never been alone, lived alone up until that mm. point in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I finally had to make the decision to end it, and that's what then had me start checking under the hood and really looking at what's going on inside of me. And so for a lot of people, that's the kind of entry point is usually the ending of a relationship or the challenge within a relationship. But for some people, as we get older, uh, it might be a health crisis. And when I just as I was about to, I had signed the deal to write The Art of Extreme Self-Care, and I started working on it, and my husband got very sick, mm. seriously ill, and uh, unexpected, came out of the blue up till that point. You know, I was writing a book. I had written books before. Things seemed to be going well. I was traveling uh, an amount that felt good to me, and he got seriously ill, and suddenly my whole life became about taking care of him, meeting with doctors, doing research, looking for new angles to, to treat his illness, and... You know, a lot of people go through that today with aging parents, right? Or right, right, uh, exactly. A, a sick family member, where suddenly your life is turned upside down, and everything, every waking moment is spent either terrified you're going to lose this person you love, frustrated because you can't do anything to fix the problem, and and or you know, on the internet looking for the right doctor or mm-hmm. the right remedy or whatever, and. It was in the middle of that that, you know, I'm a firstborn, and I don't fall down easy. And so here I am, still trying to write this book while dealing with my husband, not being well, traveling, speaking, all of that. And my best friend, Max, she said to me one day, you know, Cheryl, you're writing a book about extreme self-care and your life's falling apart. What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. She said to me, you know, one of the things I've always known about you is that integrity is your watchword. You can't write about extreme self-care with your life in a state of extreme disrepair. Mm. And she was right. And um, and I knew it, you know. But as as I'm sure you know, Pat, the, you know, the idea of calling my publisher and saying, hey, listen, I need to put the book on hold. And by the way, right. I know it's going to screw up our plans for the next year, but... You know, but I did. I called Reed Tracy, who was the publisher at Hay House, told him what was going on. And, you know, that day was a pivotal day. I learned that when you're willing to tell the truth and be vulnerable and admit that you can't do it all and that you're in trouble, people rise to support you. And he was wonderful. He said to me, listen, I'm not even going to give you a deadline. Put the book on hold indefinitely. You can get to it when you're ready. What you need to do is focus on your husband and your own self-care and tell me what I can do to support you with that. And I just remember hanging up the phone and bursting into tears and thinking, okay, they can, most people consider me the queen of self-care. Here I am at, you know, 46 years old or whatever, and I feel like I'm back at square one. But the good news was, you know, you never go back to square one. Right. You, you, I knew how to remedy the situation pretty quickly, and I did put the book on hold and went right back to, you know, what do I need to do to, for what kind of radical intervention do I need right now? And, um, and then once my husband started to recover and we knew that he was out of the woods, I began working on the book. And I'm so glad I put it on hold because the book became stronger and uh, uh, just a much better book as a result of waiting and learning what I needed to learn about being mm-hmm. a burnt-out caregiver. Yeah, and you had a an experience to pull from 
um, yeah. as shocking as that experience was and as, um, uh, you know, a heart opening as it was. It was the very thing that I discovered about your book, and that is the book is heart opened and, and, and does open your heart. And I was I was curious. That's why I asked you this question, you know, to talk a little bit about how we then move, even in the worst situations in our life. Cheryl, how do we find the freedom, the voice, the power within to stand up for ourselves? And that's what I love about this book. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. When we come back, we'll be talking with Cheryl Richardson about wow. Are you ready to set yourself up for succeeding? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a joyful and successful realty experience? Today's real estate market is challenging, complex, and constantly changing, and is one of the best times in years to buy or sell a home. But you'll need to find the right person to help you on your journey, one who understands the opportunities and will make this the best experience of your life. Kathy Staup is just that person, an experienced real estate agent who knows the pitfalls, can spot the red flags, and guide you to a successful, positive purchase or sale. Kathy Staup can Spot the real deals, saving you time chasing a listing only to find it's not available. Known as the positive real estate agent, Kathy will make your next sale or purchase easy, fun, and successful. Start this journey with positive energy. Call Kathy at 206-276-1070. That's 206-276-1070. Or visit PositivePathHome.com. PositivePathHome.com for the most positive realty experience of your life. Welcome to Rubenesque Yoga. We offer yoga classes at retreats that focus on relaxation and rejuvenation. You do not need to be a marathon runner or bend like a pretzel to attend our classes. Rubenesque Yoga's retreats are held at the beautiful Wild Iris Inn located in Lacana, Washington, where you will enjoy a weekend of relaxation, yoga, and shopping. Please visit yogaforplussizes.com for more information. That's yogaforplussizes.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistic Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. It's alive! Discover why researchers are investing time and money in an attempt to explain these unprecedented healings and how you too can master this extraordinary work. Reconnective Healing is a globally recognized new level of healing and has been taught to more than 60,000 people in more than 60 countries. Discover your ability to heal November 6th and 7th in Seattle with Reconnective Healing instructor Christine Upchurch. These events will teach you how to utilize this new spectrum of healing frequencies that allows us to access a level of healing beyond anything you've read about, thought about, or dreamed about. To register for the Reconnective Healing events in Seattle, visit thereconnection.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. 
Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I have to tell you, uh, Cheryl Richardson is joining us here today. And I, I just want to tell everybody, we are going to be giving away five copies of The Art of Extreme Self-Care. And I want to say to you out there that call in for the uh, copy of this book, you know, get ready for doing some of the things that Cheryl is going to talk about here today. Because I, I will tell you, it didn't really take me long in reading this book to figure out that, you know, there are really definitely areas that I really need to look at. And we'll share that. And you can't help but do it because the way that Cheryl has written this book, the power of the language, the words and message, uh, it's just so clear, so heartfelt, so open. And it gives all of us an invitation to stop for a moment and ask ourselves, do we really deserve to live our best lives? Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us here today. So great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for letting me be here, you know, and when I hear you talk about the book, I think that one of the things I've always tried to do in my writing, and I think I've been successful, I don't think, I know I've been successful at it, is to just really write from the heart, you know, and to write about my own experience. And when I listen to you, it reminds me of when I first started writing, I, well, every book, every time I start a new book, I always go through the same thing. Oh, my God, you know, do I really have something important to say? Aren't people <laughs> over me by now? You know, who do I think I am? All of that stuff, it still happens even when you've published a bunch of books. And I've learned to use that inner critical voice as a way to dismantle my ego so that I really write from a more vulnerable place. And the best thing I can hear about any of my work is when somebody says, you know, I feel like you're telling my story or I feel like mm-hmm. you're sitting in the living room talking to me or I feel like you really know what I'm going through. And the reality is I really do. <laughs> you know, I feel like my whole life was set up to teach self-care because I didn't get taught that as a young girl at all. And, um, and I've, you know, I now reap the rewards of making extreme self-care my my standard for living. So, for example, let me just give you some examples yeah. of what that looks like now. Yeah. Because I think, that, I think that that's important. And bear in mind that what it looks like now, it's a process to get here. So, for example, any time I receive a request, let's say professionally, if I re- receive a request to give a speech or to do an interview or whatever, all of my decisions are made through the lens of, is this an absolute yes? Now, we all know what an absolute yes is. You know, Pat, if I said to you, geez, I'd like to give you a million dollars, Pat, and you know what? It's just a gift. I happen to be extremely wealthy, and I'm just going to give you a million dollars, and I just want you to do something good with it in the world, even if it just means take care of yourself. That would be like a, okay, I mean, it would probably be hard at first, but eventually when you got there with really no strings attached, that would be an absolute yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm like yes and all over you. Yeah, so... So when choices come in, or mm. I make a point, when, when invitations come in, if it's not an absolute yes, it's a no. Same thing in my personal life. If somebody asks me to do something, I ask myself, is that an absolute yes? If it's a, well, I'm not so sure, then maybe the answer is, I'm not sure, I'll get back to you. Um, or I need to sleep on it. But absolute yes becomes the standard by which I make decisions. Every day, I book nothing, no telephone calls or appointments before noontime, 
so that I'm really able to start the day in the way that I want to, always in the morning with an hour, an hour and a half of just time to myself, writing, reading something inspirational, sometimes watching a funny movie, a funny uh, television show that I've taped uh, DVR on TV, um, sitting with my cat in the sun, laying out on the deck in the sun, something to just that says, this is my time. And I'm sure there are people listening thinking, oh, yeah, well, good for you. You've got, you know, an hour to be able to do that, but I don't. But you know what? I used to be that person, too, mm-hmm. who said, I can't possibly do that. But I worked my way up till that point. And I end up being better to be around because come noontime, when I actually am inter- interacting with people, I feel like I've had my own time. I'm not resentful. I'm not rushing. You know, for the most part, I'm able to actually be present with people and enjoy my interactions. You know, I make a point of starting and ending my day in very intentional ways. And and I no longer let the fear of disappointing people, which was a really big deal for me, get in the way of me saying no to things I just don't want to do or changing my mind if I've made a commitment to do something, you know, something social, let's say. And I suddenly decide that, you know, this just this is going to drain my energy or this isn't going to be, I'm not in the right state of mind to do it and therefore I have full permission to change my mind. And it's taken time to get to the point where you can make choices and decisions in that way, but we all can. And it starts with just a simple step. And that first step, honestly, Pat, you know, you said to me, what do you do when you feel like, your life is just overwhelming and you know you need to practice self-care, but you mm-hmm. just don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. That first step is usually opening your mouth and asking somebody to help you. Yeah, I love that. Because I have learned, and I've been coaching a long time, and I've probably had multiple thousand coaching conversations. Left to our own devices, most of us are going to stay in the comfortably numb place we're in until a crisis hits. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Very, very few people will actually take action on the things they need to act on before they get pushed to do it. But when we ask for help, you know, when my husband Michael got sick, it took me eight months before I finally opened my mouth and said, you know what, I can't do this on my own. I went out and I found myself a therapist who specialized in supporting caregivers, and it was the best that I ever did. And I can't tell you, the first six months of working with this woman, I would say to her, I cannot believe I waited eight months. I should have called, I should have done what I tell other people to do. I should have picked up that phone and made a phone call right from the very beginning so I knew I had somebody on my side helping me to navigate this craziness. And I think that's what we all need to do. We need to reach out. There's plenty of resources on my website. You've got plenty of resources on your site in terms of, you know, great information for people. I mean, there's always somebody out there who's ready, willing, and able to support us in taking the first step, especially if you're actually going to do it. The smartest people don't want to support people who are just all talk and no action. But people who are all talk and act on it, the smartest people are right there ready to support you. I love what you're talking about because so much of this is is that place we can get stuck in. And you actually talk about this uh, several places in the book. You know, that place we get stuck in where we lull, ourself, uh, we lull ourselves to believe we're actually doing something. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of what I call the myth of doing something. <laughs> Yeah, right. But you really also then 
reflect on something very powerful. And I mentioned this during the break, and I, and I would like to talk about this, because I really think that this is a place where very few of us are willing to start. The chapter you wrote on Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, I said to you that during the break, when I first read it, and I, and I tend to see, read, and I hear things, right? That's just the way that I operate. And so it was Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, Please Catch Me Before I Fall. And I thought, really? What? Where did that come yeah. from? And then I and then it, I read the chapter, <laughs> yeah. and I got it. I was going to say, did, did you stay with that question? Because, you know, I think it's important that we pay attention to mm-hmm. the those kinds of messages that we get, the songs that crop up and keep playing over and over in our heads. You know, those are process-oriented messages that come to us to let us know something needs to be paid attention to. You know, Pat, years ago, my first coach, Thomas Leonard, who's the guy who really launched the profession worldwide, said to me, Cheryl, life will give you messages, and if you heed the message, then you won't get the lesson. But if you don't hear the message and really explore it, you get a lesson. And the lesson needs to be learned. If you don't get the lesson, then you get a problem. And if you don't deal with the problem, you get a full-blown crisis. Exactly. And I would call that a message. Oh, and totally. I would really, I would make a point to go to the mirror anytime you're in front of a mirror and just simply ask yourself, what does that mean? Because, you know, the mirror exercise, which I thought was completely ridiculous and silly and like a Saturday Night Live skit, as I write in the book. Like, who wants to look at a mirror and go, I love you. I really love you. I thought, oh, please. But I had done an Oprah show with Louise Hay, who I respect a lot. Mm-hmm. And we did two shows together back to back. And throughout the whole show, the one piece of advice she kept giving to people was to get yourself a mirror and to look in that mirror and say, I love you. I really, really love you. And I thought... And I was in the middle of writing the book, and I thought, you know what? If this woman's going to take such a huge platform to deliver that message over and over again, maybe I ought to pay attention. And that chapter is about what happens when I did pay attention. And what you learn, Pat, and the message that you received may be a part of this, is that we, at our de- you at your deepest core, is what will hold you up. And if you don't pay attention to you, If you don't take time out consistently, quiet time to be by yourself, to listen to what it is you're really wanting, even if it's, I want a good night's sleep, or I want some nutritious food, or I want to get out in the sun and move my body, whatever it might be. Right. If you don't take the time to listen to the voice behind those eyes, then you wind up in trouble. You get the lesson, or you get the problem, or you get the crisis, and you don't have to wait till then. Let me me tell you how beautiful this chapter is. The other half of the story is... I said that. I read the chapter. There were three things that happened this morning after reading this again. I immediately called uh, my producer, who's actually my best friend for like a million years, and I said, you know what? Do not book me. Do not book any days on radio in the last week of December. And I said, then go through and every holiday and the day after Let's give other people the opportunity to host on the Dr. Pat show. So that's what this chapter, I don't know if this sounds weird to you, Cheryl, but that's really no, what happened weird. with it. It sounds, it sounds perfect because, you know, here's the thing. When you come to the end of your life, Pat, and you're laying on your deathbed, hopefully very comfortable and ready to go, you know, your listeners aren't going to be at your deathbed going, hey, Pat, listen, before you go, thank you so much for giving up your vacations and the day after right. to talk to us. I mean, while that's a really lovely thing to do and you help a lot of people, we have to stay connected to what the truth is, you know? Or your producers aren't going to be at your deathbed, although your one producer who's your best friend right, probably right. will be, but 
You know, but the point is that your boss isn't going to be at the end of your bed going, hey, listen, you know, so glad that you gave up your family vacations or you oh, gave no. up, you know, time to stuff. That doesn't happen. What matters when we come to the end of our lives is who we loved, who loves us, in our relationship with God or a higher power, however we define that. And so, see, here's the challenge, Pat. If we live a work-centered life, we really define ourselves by our work, which makes it harder to do exactly what you just did because we actually believe the reality that if I take time off that last week in December, I'm going to lose something. Or if I don't go on the radio during that vacation day or the day after, I'm going to lose something. We start to believe that lie. When the reality is you're going to gain something not only far more important to your personal life, but that will actually contribute to more massive success when you carve time out for the personal needs of your being. I mean, I listen, I'm a walking, talking example of that. I know. I love it. And I, I just want to tell everybody, we are really, we'd like to give away the five copies of this book. I'll tell you, this is a must read. All of you out there listening to this, I will tell you the changes that have I've made since reading this book, and it is breathtaking for me and feels so good. I want to make sure that you all have an opportunity. We have five copies to give away. We do have a toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. And if you have a question for Cheryl, please make sure you know you get you tell Valerie uh, th- that you'd like to get us uh, get on. On air with the, with a question one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine Cheryl for a moment please let's just tell everybody where they can go to find out more about you and also get their own copy of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can go to CherylRichardson dot com. There's lots of really good resources and uh, information, and there's a Life Makeover community, which is a free way to find people in your local community who want to get together and support one another and make mm-hmm. positive changes. There's also this very cool feature on the website that everybody loves. It's called the Touch of Grace button. It's right on the home page. And it's like a little prophetic button. It's based on a grace card deck that I did. And you can click on that button, hold a question in mind, or let's say you need a message about something. You should try it, Pat. I think you'd like it. I have the, can, I have that deck. Yes. Well, this is <laughs> online, so you'll see these twinkling stars. And you hold oh a gosh. question in mind, you click on a star, and you notice which... You know, one of the 50 cards will come up at random, and we get emails all the time from people saying, oh, my God, it, like, gave me the perfect message. And, you know, that's what happens when we put tools out into the world. We just give the universe a way of communicating with people. That's really all it is. I'm just a messenger. Um, and then Facebook, um, at facebook.com slash Cheryl Richardson. I'm on there almost every day. I post photos. I just post a funny picture of myself and my two cousins with Halloween glasses on this morning. I do affirmations. And then every now and then I do Facebook coaching where I literally open my laptop, invite people to send in questions um, and post questions, and then I just answer them. So I love being in touch. I'm a huge community builder in that way. I love being in touch with people, and uh, those are some ways that people can get more information. And the book's available online in all normal bookstores, so... Well, I just, I went to the website. Here's the message I have, and this is great for what, what I'd love to talk with you next about. Uh, here's the message, Cheryl. And you just, everybody, you just heard the music that came through my computer and on air, and I actually don't know how that happened. Uh, but I'm really open to all the magic going on out here today. I attached to her page. It's, it's, it is, but I, I, yeah, it was great. When you're ready, close your eyes and consider a challenge you're currently facing. 
Then open your eyes and click on the twinkling star that calls to you. Now, you have to be here to appreciate this. But this is a screen that has many twinkling stars. And, and Cheryl, twinkling stars have a personal meaning to me. It's something my mom uh, always talked about. And so the card that came up for me was partnership. And isn't this what we're talking about in a lot of ways? I mean, isn't this truly, you, you know, the journey that we get to take? We don't have to take it alone. No, you know, I mentioned earlier the Life Makeover Groups Online. I started those probably 12 years ago because I'd go out and I'd speak to audiences and I'd say support is the number one thing you need to do. You need to get a buddy or a small group together and do this, you know, make changes together. And people would always say to me, yeah, well, how do I find people? And so I've always been passionate about technology and I started using autoresponders years ago. I don't even know if you remember what those are. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, where, you know, I, I literally would have an alphabetized list of cities throughout the U.S., and if you lived in a city, you know, in a state A through C, you sent an, you know, an email to this address. Now we've got a great database. There's over 4,000 groups around the world right now that meet regularly. And what I love most about this whole idea of getting together with others is, is not only the positive changes that people make, but even more than that, it's that people make friends for a lifetime that mm-hmm. become like chosen family members. And that's what really, that's what I'm passionate about. That's what really matters. And, you know, I hear stories about women diagnosed with breast cancer who join a life makeover group, start working on making changes with four or five other women, men or women, and all of a sudden their health improves or their cancer goes into remission or... You know, their financial health takes off because they're supported by these people who aren't going to let them stop and aren't going to let them fail. And that's probably one of the most, um, probably one of the most fulfilling uh, and satisfying parts of my work is to know that I can hook people up together, give them the resources they need to get started. There's all kinds of info about how to start a group, how to run a successful group. And now we've got groups in. China, Zimbabwe, Vietnam, you know, Germany, the U.K., tons in Canada, all over the place. I mean, I get emails from Iran and Iraq. Yeah, I know. Which thrills me to think that, you know, I mean, well, Internet radio, you know, is changing the the game in terms of global connection. There's no question about it. Yeah, the world becomes small and wonderful. Well, it is. And, Cheryl, you know, what's interesting, and this is what I love about this. It, I, I don't think it's a mistake you and I are speaking for whatever reason. But when I turned that card over, and this is what you all experience if you go to CherylRichardson.com, uh, please, I encourage all of you to click for a touch of grace as you are, um, you know, in the process of, of getting a copy of the book. The card says, God speaks to us through people. We are ambassadors of grace for one another. And I, that's really what I've gotten, you know, you were speaking to me in a lot of ways through this book and through talking with you today. But I don't think I'm alone. I think we have thousands of people listening to this show right now that also need to hear this message. One of the things you do talk about in the book, and I couldn't wait to ask you about it, was the chapter where you say, take your hands off the wheel. You know, there's a there's a great song uh, by um, um, what's her name? Uh, Underwood. Um, Carrie Underwood, Underwood. Uh, you know, it's a great song. I love the song before what it stands for. Right. But as I read this is I kind of ask you this question. Isn't this one of the most important aspects of self-care? And yet also, isn't it? Can it be like the most difficult? Yeah. 
It certainly has been. So take your hands off the wheel. It's all about letting go of control and allowing other people to support you. So it's not just asking for help. It's also receiving help. And, again, I wrote that chapter because I suck at it. Mm. And <laughs> I've, you know, I've learned to get better and better at asking help. It's not my default. It's not the default of a lot of women and men. I mean, actually, it's, you know, when I think about a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've dealt with, men or women, they deal with the same challenge. Taking your hands off the wheel means learning to ask for and receive help, even if that help isn't in the form that you think it should be, in the timing you think it should be delivered, uh, in the way that it should be delivered, but really allowing people to support you without judging the way that they do it and learning to kind of relax your standards a bit so that you don't have to prove yourself right. So, for example, here's a simple little example. I get more women, you know, I'm a big advocate. I always tell people, if you want to you wanna give a mom a real great gift, get her a housekeeper for a year, really. I mean, so many women till this day tell me they're overwhelmed by having to manage the house while working and raising kids. Uh, you know, I think a housekeeper is an underrated and necessary form of self-care. I can't tell you how many women I talk to who will finally, finally allow a housekeeper into their home to clean and then... And are sure on some level that they're not going to do it the way they do it. Right. Then sure enough, you know, they don't vacuum behind the sofa or they don't quite clean the countertops the way they want them to in the kitchen. They never say anything. They just tolerate the job not well done. And then eventually will say to me, I used to have clients, female clients who would do this. Eventually they'll say to me, you know what, she just wasn't doing a good job. I'll say to them, really, what wasn't she doing? Well, she wasn't doing this, she wasn't doing that. Okay, did you... Correct her? Did you, like, ask her to please, you know, do those things? Well, no, I didn't. Okay, great. So then you just made yourself right. That's really what you did. You decided early on that she wasn't going to do it as good as you, and then instead of doing the normal process of giving people feedback and telling them how they can do the job better, you just kept your mouth shut, built up resentment, and then fired her so that you could go back to see I was right. Nobody can do it as well as I can. We do that same thing with assistants at work, with, you know, the the person who's going to, I don't know, do home repairs around our house mm-hmm. or the coworker who could maybe take some extra work off our backs or, uh, you know, off our hands or the radio producer who can maybe vet some guests ahead of time, you know, but but we're sure we have to talk to those people instead. I mean... It's really about learning to relax our standards in that regard and empower people. I have a rule now with people who work for me. I tell them, look, there is no perfection in my house and in my office. While I have very high standards about how I do things, I would rather you make a mistake and err on the side of taking something off of my plate so that we can then have a conversation about how to do it better than be worried about doing something wrong and... No, you know, therefore not taking it on at all. And, I mean, I empower I the people that. around me. When, I tell people, when you see me doing something you know you can do, tell me to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I have a bookkeeper who does that all the time. I love this because, you know, I am so that same way. And it really is interesting because it is about letting go. It is about, and, and here's the word that I get from all of this. And I, and, and I know you don't have a chapter on it, but you do talk about it. This the word trust, Right. We're not talking about self-care. We're talking about extreme self-care, right? This is what you write about. There has to be a level of trust in ourselves and in our lives and in a purpose greater than ourselves as well. And so how do we talk to people, whether it's men or women um, out there, that it's okay? Extreme self-care is okay. 
And there, there is a level of trust in the process, Cheryl. Well, yes. You know, one of the things I do, I was just in London recently, and I was speaking to, uh, uh, doing a closing keynote at a conference. There were about a 1,000 people in the audience, and men and women, and I said to them, let me ask all of you a question, because, you know, the whole concept of self-care is selfish comes up. And I say, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm teaching people to be selfish. I think of it with a capital S, and it's really important to learn how to be selfish, because then you actually are there for others, you know, uh, from a pure place of love and not guilt and obligation and manipulation. So I say to the audience, how many of you know that if your mother took better care of herself growing up, your childhood would have been better? And Mm. every hand in the room goes up. So then I make them keep their hands up, and I say to everybody, look around the room. There's not one person in this room without their hands up. Now, if it's okay for your mother to have taken better care of herself so that your childhood would have been better, why is it not okay for you now to take extraordinarily good care of yourself so that everyone, your husband, your wife, your partner, your kids, your coworkers, I mean, do you know how many complaints I get from coworkers about chronically complaining people they work with Mm. or negative people they work with, miserable people? Do you know how many complaints I get from adults who are taking care of elderly parents? who are chronically negative and just unhappy, that comes from a lack of self-care. And if that's how you want to be when you're 80 or 90, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you actually want to be happy and at peace and able to process the stages of your life in a very conscious way and to have really good relationships with people who want to be with you instead of, you know, find a way to not be with you, then extreme self-care is your answer. It's that simple. Mm. We're going to take a short break when we come back. One of the things we haven't talked with Cheryl about, actually, there's a ton. I want to make sure that all of you know that the book and all of the copies of the book have been given away. Thank you very much, Valerie. The book is The Art of Extreme Self-Care. Cheryl Richardson, my very special guest. When we come back, we're going to talk about the absolute no list. And that's not vodka. That's not what I'm talking about. It's the absolute no, capital N-O list. Cheryl Richardson, my very special guest today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. The 19th Annual Women of Wisdom Conference is February 17th through the 21st. Our theme is Women Arise. Unveil the power of the divine feminine. Special guests are Susan Weed, Carolyn Sutherland, and many others, sharing their gifts through experiential events all weekend long. Join our email list at womenofwisdom.org and watch for announcements about the conference. That's womenofwisdom.org. Are you tired of being tired? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the adrenal glands, the workhorse of the body? They are the means by which you position yourself in life for whatever comes your way. Tiny but mighty, producing hormones the body uses to promote energy and vitality. These adrenals determine how you respond to stress and when depleted, 
The body loses its ability to function powerfully when we need it most. The much-needed adrenaline or epinephrine is not available for emergency situations. Cortisone and cortisol, the longer-acting anti-stress adrenal hormones, can also become depleted due to the pace of our everyday lives. We overwork and undernutrition our most powerful ally that helps us to live the lives we desire. With CRA, we are able to determine the optimum function of the adrenals and put your system back in balance. Contact us today to feel powerfully energized at 888-777-4232 or visit us at maryjanemack.com. Do you ever get so frazzled you find it difficult to function? Many people are experiencing more stress and fear than ever. When we react from this place of fear and stress, we end up damaging relationships and creating more grief in our lives. Lynette McKenzie has a solution for you. The Energy Emergency Toolkit. Ten easy tools to go from frazzled to fantastic in five minutes. Visit OpenLiveNow.com and download your free Energy Emergency Toolkit and go from frazzled to fantastic now. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistique Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days naturally under our physician supervision. Call Holistique Medical Center 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com. For more information about Cheryl Richardson, please go to CherylRichardson.com. And as I said before, you know, you can go to the Dr. Pat Show and click on all the links we have. It'll take you back there. You could also have the experience that I just had um, a few moments ago uh, when you go to Cheryl's website. There's a ton there. There always has been, by the way, just so you know. I mean, Cheryl has always been someone that has been available, whether whether it's through Coach on Call, whether it's through A Touch of Grace, whether it's through her books, her speaking, her teleclasses, you name it. I shared something during the break, and I, we're going to get to the absolute no list. But what I said to Cheryl was this. In, in what we're launching, Pay It Forward Angels and the Transformation Network, it has been the easiest thing that I've ever done and this team has ever done. And I said to Cheryl, what was really instrumental for me was reading her book. Because when you read this book and you actually do the things that is are suggested in here. It clears the gunk out of the way. Now, Cheryl, that's my term. I don't know if that's, that's true. A, that's a very professional, very scientific term, yes. I'm sorry, I don't know. We call it crust, but it does. <laughs> we clear that crust out of the way. But when I came to the absolute no list, I thought, can I really do this? So tell us about the absolute no list. Well, in my first book, um, I wrote about the absolute yes list and take time for your life. Yep. And my, my husband was actually the inspiration for that chapter because I was I was working on something around no longer doing the things you don't want to do, and I couldn't. I just wasn't quite getting it. And then I was talking to Michael about it, and he said to me, "Oh, you just need to do an absolute no list." And I looked at him and said, "Oh my God, you're brilliant! Thank you so much. That's exactly it." And, 
The absolute no list is a list of things that you hate to do, that frustrate you, that make you irritable, that you just don't want to do anymore, that you're going to either stop doing, you're going to find somebody else to do it, um, or the absolute no list comes from an awareness of things, of how your actions influence the world and other people and therefore become the no's that allow you to contribute to the planet in a better way. So, for example... Um, and one of the things I did is I, I pulled a whole bunch of friends of mine and asked them for their absolute no's. And so it might be, you know, one person might have, I no longer eat after 7.30 at night. Mm-hmm. Or I no longer um, take plastic bags from a grocery store. I bring my own bag. Uh, I no longer, uh, I, I personally, for me, I cannot handle, I don't have the energy for superficial chit-chat. I'm not good at it at all. I'm not either. And so... Yeah, I no longer go go places where I have to engage in, you know, an hours-long superficial chit-chat with people. I no longer hang out with people who drain my energy, you know, one-way street relationships. Um, examples like I no longer charge to my charge card when I can't, if I can't pay it off at the end of the month. Uh, so there, there are the rules that we sort of grow into or that we've grown up to that become how we define. I no longer, like... Here's another example. I was watching an Oprah show, I think from last year or the year before, and it was on Earth Day, and they showed the great garbage patch dump in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, which just made me sick to my stomach and broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And it showed a bird with plastic wrapped around its neck, and I'm a huge animal advocate, and that image just stayed with me. And I realized that I could no longer throw away plastic. Now, I had been recycling plastic, for the longest time, you know, regular plastic that we all recycle. But a lot of plastic bags get eaten by birds and fish and, you know, things like, you know, the plastic that you can't put out, at least we can't put out in our recycling bin. But I just made a decision that I no longer threw away plastic. And so all of a sudden, whether it's a plastic bag, whether it was plastic wrapping around some food or some cookies or whatever, I collect all of that plastic in a recycling bin, and I found a place near our home that actually recycles plastic bags, you know, plastic material in that way. And that became a new absolute no. And it's just something that lets me know I feel like I'm doing my part to not contribute to that ridiculous, you know, garbage patch. And and I, I started doing things like, you know, asking people at hotels when I was speaking to large audiences to please request that the hotels put recycling bins in their room. Thank them for their service and request recycling. Go to your local local gym and please ask that they put recycling bins in the local gyms because the number of water, plastic water bottles that get thrown out makes me crazy. So that grew from this absolute no idea. And that's what happens naturally. As people raise their consciousness, you naturally start to really consider how your actions affect everyone and the planet. I love this list, and I'll tell you the one, I, and if you don't mind, I'd like to tell you the one on here that literally ch- just changed my life enormously, and that's the one that says deal with difficult situ- uh, difficult life situations alone. Yes. Because I think I we, remember- yeah, we become warriors all of a sudden. We don't even know it's like a difficult situation, but we're so used to handling. Yeah, I remember the woman who submitted that one. Um, it was a big deal for her. that She had learned a lesson that, you know, she was just like you said, a warrior. She, you know, had great fuck it up muscles. <laughs> and so she never, never asked for help and would deal with stuff, wouldn't tell people when she was suffering or struggling. And 
that was a big deal for her, and that was like an absolute no. And I tell people to make the list, hang it in a place where you'll see it regularly so that you start to, to really um, integrate the standards by which you live, and it automatically upgrades your life, and that list will get clearer and more, more um, not more challenging, but it will, the, the standards will become more rigorous over time as you develop your sense of deservability to practice really, really good self-care. Well, I have to tell you, Cheryl, I love this book. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And there's also an extreme self-care first aid kit. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I want to ask you if you could take a few moments and share your personal message with everyone. I know we talked about a lot of things, a lot of tools on your website, but it would be also good right now if you could just remind folks. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Well, I've always said from the very beginning that what I want for people is to know that they have a choice about, you have a choice about how you live your life. And with the right tools and the right support, you can make changes right now. One small change will give you the relief that you're looking for. And our, my company and the website is all about providing people those, with those tools and resources to make a change. The first one starts with people, and you can find those people at CherylVisitson.com. Thank you, Cheryl, for joining us here today. I want to just make sure everybody knows The Art of Extreme Self-Care is the book. It is actually Dr. Pat's pick uh, for the month of November, and you'll be seeing it on our website and in our, our newsletter as well. It's been so great chatting with you. I hope, Cheryl, you will come back at some time in the future. I love having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me, Pat. I really appreciate it. Well, everybody, we're going to take a short break. CherylRichardson.com, everyone. Please make sure you go and check out her website. As I've said before, uh, Cheryl Richardson has been one of the most inspirational, inspirational people for me early on in taking the direction that I've gone to. Uh, frequently go to her website, find out the many, many tools and things she has on here. Uh, click for a, t- a touch of grace is a must for all of you if you want to get that message every day. And And don't forget, you know, she gets to participate in the I Can Do It conferences and much more. And so you'll be able to follow her on Facebook and Twitter and all of those places, because I think all of us could use a good, healthy dose of Cheryl Richardson every day. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, more with the Dr. Pat Show. 